I know a lot of you are software developers who are building and launching your own products, your own apps, and your biggest challenge is marketing. It's finding customers. I'm doing a big update to my course, Marketing for Developers. Check it out, devmarketing.xyz. You have to figure out why people are buying. This is Mega Maker, episode 38. Uh, I want to talk this week about what motivates people to buy. You know, we buy things all the time, but we don't often stop to consider the underlying motivation, the underlying reason that caused us to take out our wallet or, and take out our credit card or hand over some dollars and get something in return. And in the past, you may have heard me talking about this framework called Jobs to be Done. And basically, it's a collection of research and theories that describes what motivates people to buy, what motivates people to switch from one product to another, and what kinds of things hold people back or push them forward towards a new solution. And if you're someone who is making anything, whether it's software or music, it doesn't matter what it is, this framework can help you understand how to get more customers, how to get more people to switch to your thing. I had a chance to have a video interview with Alan Clement, who is writing a new book on jobs to be done called When Kale and Coffee Compete.com. And it was a part of the Mega Wednesday Live series. You can watch the video if you want, megamaker.co slash live. But I wanted to share a section of that conversation with you, Mega Maker listeners, because I think it's so foundational. It's just like rocked my world in terms of how I think about making things and who I'm making them for and what they really want. So let's get right into my conversation with Alan. Before we get too far, though, I know the number one question people have is, what is jobs? How would you describe what jobs is? Uh, Very simply, it's a collection of principles that help us understand customer motivation. You, in the book, you introduce this idea that jobs is a response to people wanting to make progress within a given system. Okay, yes. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> what, what, and why is that different than product first kind of thinking or idea first kind of thinking? Yeah. Maybe we'll put the system thing aside for right now because that's, that's another very kind of giant topic, which is very cool. That could be that whole episode right there. Um, but for right now, um, I, I think I'll focus in on the idea of progress, which is when we're going about through our lives, we've, we've got this picture in our mind of how we would like things to be in any given situation and varying context, contexts. And when we're like living that picture that we have in our mind, we're, we're happy. You know, there's this nice balance in our lives and we're just going on. But if for some reason there's this picture in our minds of how we want life to be and it's not quite right, 
then that's when we want to make progress towards that version of ourselves that is better. So mm-hmm. if I, you know, suppose I'm perfectly happy as a family man, you know, I've, I've, I've got my wife and kids and we're having a good times, but then perhaps I see a commercial where there's some dad on TV and he's grilling and the kids are all happy. And then like, that's the moment when, when I think, oh, wow, like I, I want that. I want to be like that. I want my kid to be happy like that. And then that's when that moment in your mind, when you've got now a new picture of how you want your life to be in a particular way, right? In this particular context. And now you're going to do whatever you can to do to make that better version of yourself, to make that picture in your mind a reality. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, I think one of the examples that came up in my head was when I was working a day job and I was commuting every day, hour to work, hour back, I started hearing from these guys, Rob Walling, Jason Freed, mm, yeah. all these folks that had built and launched their own products and their approach to life and the kind of autonomy and freedom they had. I'm mm. sitting in my car and I'm going, man, I would kill for that. Yep. Like I want that so badly. Yep. And so before I, I didn't even realize that was possible. You know, I thought like you just have to go to work and doesn't matter, you know, and for me, it meant I had to live in the suburbs and commute downtown. And then they opened my mind to like, whoa, this is possible. And from that moment, I was like, I have to get there. And so progress for me was like, I'm going to get a remote job that gives me a little bit more autonomy. I'm going to start some side hustle, which gives me more autonomy. And then, you know, just November or January, I'm like, I'm going to go independent and kind of complete that, that loop. And now I'm like, you know, I'm hustling, I'm making enough to feed the kids and stuff, but I want to have enough uh, income so I can start putting money away. I want, you know, now I've got a new goal, a new thing I'm kind of going right. after. Is that a good example of, yep. of progress? Yeah, and jobs? Absolutely. And there's actually two really great points that you touched on, um, which really explain this idea or articulate very well this idea of progress. And the first is when you're driving, you personally, when you were driving to work every day, you just accepted that this is just the way life is. And that's, and, and, and if you think about it, like that's, there, there, there was a balance in this system, or if you were upset and unhappy with it, you just accepted that that's just the way things were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important part that we have to understand as innovators. Actually, we were just talking about this on Twitter today. Yeah. You have to make sure, you know, innovation is just not about making your new widget or that solves some problem. You have to make sure that customers can understand that, that this widget, this innovation can help them make progress because you have to show them that better version of themselves. And then that's when that picture in their mind changes. And then that's when they'll want to make progress. So I think that that's, that's the first very interesting thing. And the second great point, which you had had brought up was when you talked about when you wanted to, you know, you kind of made the first, you know, Justin 2.0, which was stop doing the, whatever, you know, restaurant or construction work you were doing. And yeah. then, you know, work for myself. So you you had made progress in, in that. So you kind of hit that first milestone in your mind, that first picture in your mind. But then when you got oh, overcame that, then the picture in your mind changed again. Now you kind of reset the 
the goalposts for a new progress, you redefine progress for yourself. So yeah. now you need more innovations or more tools or more help to continue making progress. So it's not, and, and that's kind of why I talked about before that we kind of need to get rid of this idea that customers have this the static needs. Yeah. It's just, uh, well, it's like what whatever I quote need, it means always changing. It just it just yeah. depends on what my where I am in making progress. It's just whatever I can do to help get to the next part because what I need today is going to be different than what I need next week or next year if I make progress. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the other part. Uh, and seriously, folks, uh, that the book is very sophisticated. Uh, when coffee and kale compete.com, <laughs> it, it, it really went into details that I had not thought about before. And the way you present it is very, it's, it felt like I was getting an MBA in, in jobs. Like you're just like, here's the base. And then eventually you get into this idea of these cycles. Um, and I, I can't remember what you call it, but it's not just like a, a perfect loop. It's like this cycle that keeps going and gets bigger yeah. and bigger. And I've experienced that for sure. Um, uh, Product People Club, which is an example in the book, mm. as I'm reading it, I'm like, holy smokes, this is it. Because right uh, you know, a month ago, we had a bunch of people leave. Mm. And uh, you know, it's always sad when people leave your, your product, something you've built or are not using it anymore. And in my, and this was before I, I'd read your book, but I, I came to this conclusion of like, well, of course they've left. They've made right. progress, right? <laughs> yes, they're, exactly. they're, they're done. Yep. And so there's people like uh, Ryan Hoover from Product Hunt, who's a member, and Robert Williams from Let's Workshop, and Samuel Hulick from User Onboard. These were all early product people members, and some of them have left. Yes. On the other hand, there's some people that have made progress but I've been able to stay just enough ahead of them that they continue to be engaged uh, because it's still helpful for them. Yes. And I think, um, and one experiment we just did is getting some of these more senior folks to come back and engage again. And there's kind of two roles they're playing now. One is progress for them is about legacy. And so now they want to come back and teach other people. And so there's a, the, the job that they're hiring it to do now is yes. as, a, as someone with more experience, I want to teach some of these folks that are just getting started. And then the other thing is that they've got new problems. Now they've got a business they're proud of, but their problems are all about growth and scale. And so that's something else I'm thinking, man, man maybe there's something else we can, yes. we can provide. So I think that's awesome. You've also introduced this idea of Starbucks's only competitor is not Dunkin' Donuts and is not that local hipster coffee shop. There's other kinds of competition. Can you talk a little bit about that? Two things there that you should not restrict your competition, define it by, by features or by a product, mm-hmm. um, but rather you should define competition by what helps customers make progress. Yeah. The reason this is like so like just like hitting me as I keep seeing examples of this. So again, like I was literally reading, I'm still going through your book. I was literally reading it last night. And I was just like, man, like this idea of not thinking that there's other competition within your category and outside of your category. And we don't see those things. Like the, the example you gave in the book was the, the film camera people didn't see the competition coming from the smartphone. Because yeah. phones were these dumb little things with Nokia yep. screens. You know, they never saw it coming. 
And all of a sudden, no one uses a film camera, and now everybody is uh, using digital cameras. Yes. And I have so many examples of this. Like another one was when I was doing consulting, uh, my boss said, hey, can we get the designer to create a banner? And everyone's like, okay, well, that'll take a day or whatever. And I just went into canva.com and I quickly created one and posted it into Slack in about five minutes. And my boss was like, holy shit, how did you do that? You know, like I, it was like magic to him. And that, that, that feeling of like, oh, the boss is impressed <laughs> and let everyone else know, like, I'm going to hire Canva all the time, you know, yes. until yep. everybody's using Canva and it's no longer special. And now I have to find a new way to be special. Yeah, that was actually great what you just said. So, and again, you just really made the great point that that product, uh, what was it? Canvas or Canva? Can Canva.com. Okay, Canva. Okay. It, it was no longer delivering you progress. Like once, once everyone else caught on to it, it was no longer delivering you progress. So it's, that, that's just like so crucial to think about. And that's why, because uh, we, we, we had talked before on email and you asked about the iPhone 7, like why might someone upgrade to the iPhone 7? Well, like for example, if you are someone who is hiring the iPhone or being a part of the Apple culture to be cutting edge, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's one of the jobs I'm hiring the iPhone for is, you know, I want this feeling that I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge. Yeah. I'm in the know. Yeah. And, and peers, peers also, like if you go into an office and all your friends have upgraded, yes. yep. um, that's a huge one. And I experienced this myself at XOXO festival because I never pre-ordered a phone before. And all of a sudden I showed up the next day and everyone's like, so were you up last night pre-ordering? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, no. And they're like, oh, well, we, and everyone had pre-ordered and I was just like, oh man, like I'm the only one that didn't pre-order. So the next year I made sure I pre-ordered. Yes. It was a total pure thing. Um, anyway, keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's it. So it's like, again, that just shows about how, again, bring it back to that. We kind of need to get away from this idea of, of these like static needs, like, like, like it's a check mark to go off and that the, our systems are always evolving and things are always changing. And that is that the iPhone six, you know, was perfectly fine for you that there was a sync between the progress you wanted to make and the iPhone six was giving you like, yeah. it was great that that sync got disrupted only when the iPhone seven came out. Yeah. So like it's, if, if the iPhone seven came out next year, that sync would only be disrupted next year. You'd be fine right now. Yeah. So like yeah. you have to think about that, that it's only when that picture in your mind changes or kind of what we were talking about before, when, when maybe the picture doesn't change, but the product you're currently using can no longer deliver you that progress. So it's like nothing wrong with the product itself. Yeah. It's just that it's no longer delivering the progress you want because there's something else that you see out there that can deliver you more progress. Maybe this would be a good time to explain because uh, the other kind of like big revelation in your book is you're saying jobs are emotional. Oh, yeah. In the software industry, we're really focused on features yep. and functionality. What do you mean when you say jobs are emotional? Yeah, so it's all about kind of what we were just talking about before. It's that feeling that I'm getting closer to that picture in my mind of how I want things to be. And, 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 and for customer's point of view, it's like, that's all that really matters. It's like, it's like, if, am I happy with the direction I'm going in and how fast I'm going in that direction? 
Yeah. So that's why I, I say that, you know, don't, don't think about jobs and as far as functionality or anything like that, because that's just, you're just describing how, how the product works. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, that's harder for people to, you know, grok and get their heads around until you start recognizing or start seeing how, how different the competition is from making progress. Like I think the best example of a wide variety of products that counted as competition uh, came from Clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, from a functional point of view, Clarity is a talk to an expert over the internet service. Yeah. But Dan, uh, Dan Martell, who founded Clarity and then sold it off, he found out that in the past people had tried using LinkedIn, giving away advisory shares in their company, um, attending a conferences. Like these are like functionally, these are completely different. Yeah. But but in the customer's mind, it's all getting them closer towards that, you know, help me connect with someone whose accomplishments I admire. So some of that success will rub off on me and I can go out and, and, and be successful. Like that's the progress that they were trying to make. And they, yeah. would, they would do whatever they wanted to do or you know, engage in any kind of functionality or products that, that they felt could make them, give them that progress. Yeah. And it's not to say that like functionality and tech and design aren't important. Like um, I'm thinking about Slack and why so many people wanted to move to Slack. Mm. And I mean, a lot of people have tried to unravel this, but I mean, Slack has amazing design. Slack has, I'm assuming, amazing tech underneath it. Like it, it's pretty responsive, it's fast, but those all just contributed to how people felt when they yep. used it. Yep. And there was something about people using it and they were just like, this is progress. Like yep. having this in my life makes me feel like I'm getting ahead or makes me feel good yep. or makes me feel like, uh, work is fun. You know, like uh, there's all these like emotional, I, I actually think initially a lot of it was just that it made work feel fun. So that was a piece of my conversation with Alan. I think I said this in the interview, but you need to go and check out his book. It's going to be free online. It's when coffee and kale compete. Com. You can also watch the whole interview online when you go to megamaker.co slash live. The other thing I'm working on is the relaunch of Marketing for Developers. It's being turned into an online course. You can get a sneak peek at devmarketing.xyz. This podcast is hosted on simplecast.fm. This theme music you're hearing right now is by striker-metal.com. If you're listening to this right now, you can hear my voice and you want to reach out. I'm on Twitter, the letter M, letter I, Justin, M-I, Justin. And I'm also that on Instagram and Snapchat. And I am down to hang out anywhere. So yeah, reach out. Let me know what you thought of the show. Let me know what questions you have. Love to hear from you. One more thing. If you have not yet left a review on iTunes, could you open up iTunes, search for MegaMaker, and just leave a five-star review? It really helps other people find the show, uh, especially you folks who are in the United States and in Europe. Um, We always need more reviews there. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Just go to iTunes, even if you don't use iTunes, search for MegaMaker, and leave a review. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week.